Welcome to the Guardian Academy, the Adaptive Dilemma series. Now this is a complicated one. I'm going to break it down the best I can over a uh, series of three videos. This is the first of three. And the Adaptive Dilemma is going to answer a lot of questions. Like, you're going to hear people say I got wrecked by Bitcoin. Or, why did crypto wreck me? Or, why don't doctors do their job? Or, ugh, politicians. They're the worst. And while those things aren't necessarily false, they're not necessarily true in isolation, which makes it really difficult to solve a problem. Uh, so there's problems, solutions, and the role that we play. And this is to avoid learned helplessness or uh, perceived helplessness, okay? So the Adaptive Dilemma, video one, focuses on language and self-efficacy. Language and self-efficacy, asking better questions. That's where it starts. That'll serve you in the Guardian Academy and probably anywhere else. Again, you don't have to agree, but I think it's worth going through this and thinking about the concepts that are about to be presented here. Quote of the day, seeking dopamine without effort will destroy a person. And we're going to tie this back in a whole bunch of times over the next three videos because this is one of the most important concepts to understand. And again, if you check out Andrew Huberman, uh, he's just a great resource, information resource. Seeking dopamine without effort will destroy a person. We're going to start with a quick overview of Karpman's drama triangle. You can go down the Google rabbit hole, check it out. But this is the source of most drama, anxiety, stress, confusion. And uh, it's a triangle. Imagine that. And the triangle, like all triangles, has three points. The rescuer, the victim, and the persecutor. It's also said like savior, victim, villain. Whatever language you want to use, same concept. Right, now, what happens is we have, uh, we'll start with the victim. Okay. And with the victim is, um, you know, I'm helpless. Something is wrong. You know, something's not going my way. The danger is that helpful people that are trying to feel productive, but they don't want to face their own stuff. They're very attracted to the victims because they can come and say, hey, let me help you. I still feel productive. I don't have to deal with my own stuff. And in order for them both to maintain this position, which makes them feel good, right? The victim has an identity that says, oh, it's not my fault. Whew. And the rescuer says, I'm still being productive and I don't have to face my own stuff. Whew, this is good. In order for them to maintain those identities, there needs to be a villain. They have to create a persecutor. Right? You see a lot of this uh, polarization, us versus them, left versus right, black versus white, yin versus yang, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so much of it is uh, people try to maintain the identities of a victim or rescuer. And these one person can play all these roles throughout their life. Okay? So it's really important. The way that you eliminate or mitigate falling into this triangle is actually avoid being a victim and victimization. Okay? Most of the persecutors and villains are made up. Okay, so obviously don't be a bad player, but most of them are made up. And the rescuer, there's always people that want to be helpful. And if they have an opportunity to, to rescue someone, they will. Okay? So the only piece that can really be removed is the victim. And we're going to talk a little bit about that through this adaptive dilemma is how do we not victimize ourselves? Because we must remove, we must not be a victim uh, and we must help others not victimize themselves so that we can break this triangle, right? So the assumption I'm making in this video is you want things to get better for you. And more specifically, 
uh, a higher probability of favorable outcomes. And that's pretty important, the, that language there, a higher probability of favorable outcomes. I'll explain that shortly. Okay, Language is very important, like I just said. Real quick, this is the first part of the adaptive dilemma here. Rocky Road, we already spoke about that. Go back to the foundations. It's the rocky road from action to intention. It's how poorly we communicate and how poorly we uh, think we have communicated even after we have uh, done the communication. Precision in questions, okay? Asking what you mean to ask. Precision in answers. Answering what was actually asked. These are very important things and you'll, you'll see how they kind of slip under the radar and we all have to work out all the, all the time, myself included. And colloquial speech patterns specifically in regards to self-efficacy. And I'll break that down for you. Okay, so that's what we're going to cover. Rocky Road from Action to Intention. Go back to TGA Foundations. There's a whole video about that. We cover it there. Precision in questions, both asking what you mean to ask and answering what was asked. Okay, let me give you an example. You may ask, what is protein? Okay. Uh, they might say, oh, well, it's a amino acid. It's a multi-chain amino acid, yada, yada, yada. So in this case, they answered the question that was asked, but it's probably not what you meant to ask. You probably meant, should I eat more protein? Am I eating enough protein? How do I get enough protein? How do I know if I need more protein? Those are very different questions. And if the, the person on the other end answers the question that was actually asked, you're not going to get what you want. It's going to be very confusing. Now, again, what is crypto? It's a digital asset that sits on the blockchain. What you actually mean is, should I invest in crypto? Is crypto safe? Where can I get information about crypto? But it's probably more personal, like, uh, how do I buy crypto? Those are all very different questions. Are Oreos bad? Are you, are you asking, should I be eating them? How much is too much? Those are different questions. So we want to be precise in what we are asking. Because on the other end of it, we want to be precise on how we answer. So if somebody says, uh, what is crypto? And you respond, you know, I th really think you should buy a lot of it. You are assuming that they're asking if they should buy it, but that's not what they're asking. If somebody says, what is protein? And you say, um, well, it's the building block of muscle. That's not actually what protein is. It's one of the functions of it. Right? So you can see this gap in what are what we're asking and how we're answering questions many times we don't answer what is actually asked and then we have this illusion of communication and then so we go to friends advisors uh, we watch YouTube videos we try to learn how to trade crypto we try to learn how to eat right we try to do all these things and we think we're communicating we think we're asking questions and getting answers uh, but we're not asking the question we think we're asking and they are not answering the question that we actually asked so now we're kind of in a place of self-victimization. It feels hopeless. Okay. So I want to be really precise in our questions. And throughout the Guardian Academy, you will get challenged. And it's not for any reason other than you'll hear things like, what are you actually trying to ask? And you might get really frustrated because you're going to feel like you asked. Uh, or uh, somebody in the Guardian Academy will answer the question that they think you're asking and we have to be able to identify that wait that's not you're not answering the question that was asked this is the illusion of communication uh, which leads to self-victimization kind of a feeling again of, of helplessness and then colloquial speech patterns <clears throat> this is the other way that we victimize ourselves 
You say, Oreos make me fat. Bitcoin wrecked me. Exercise doesn't work for me. Now, in your head, you might be saying something else. Okay? But the language you are using implies that Oreos, a sleeve of Oreos, broke into your house while you were asleep, tied you down, shoved themselves down your throat, and then left you tied up so that you couldn't do any exercise. And that's probably not what happened. Right? But the language, you are already abdicating all responsibility outside of yourself. So something like, I don't have great self-control and I can't only eat one or two Oreos. If I open it up, I'm going to eat the whole sleeve. And I know that about myself. So I don't keep them around. You see, the difference in the latter is that we have taken responsibility for our role in the outcome. It's not that it's 100% our fault, and but we also can't just point at inanimate objects and blame them for doing stuff to us. Okay, So the colloquial speech pattern is important that we don't victimize ourselves. Uh, Bitcoin wrecked me. Well, that implies that, I don't know, you were walking across the street and a giant Bitcoin just came out of nowhere rolling down the street and rolled over your foot, you know, broke your foot. Uh, and that's probably not happened either. So we look at uh, this and we say, you know, I didn't understand what I was doing. I, I rushed. I put in too much money, whatever it is. And for that reason, I don't mess with Bitcoin because I don't understand it or I'm too impulsive or whatever. It Again, we're just accounting for the variable that is our behavior and our disposition it's really important otherwise we will victimize ourselves with our speech patterns without even being aware of it because i know when you say bitcoin wrecked me you're actually thinking about the process you went through but you're not verbalizing that which means when you go to solve the problem or you go to communicate others you're actually solving for something else and communicating something else the same with exercise doesn't work for me i'm not able to stick with it um you know whatever We, we have to acknowledge that our behavior has a role in this and that's what the adaptive dilemma is really about we'll talk about that more uh, coming up and the other thing we want to uh, think about when we talk about language and speech patterns and all this stuff is the concept of valid versus useful or helpful versus right and a good friend of mine dr trevor cashy one of my best friends uh, for a very long time says the correctness the correctness of information is often divorced from its value and so when we're communicating, when we're asking a question or we're answering a question or we're having a dialogue, we have to be able to discern, am I trying to be valid? Am I trying to be correct? Or am I trying to be useful? Those are different things. And so sometimes you see uh, somebody wants help and somebody gives them all the right answers, but it's not helpful to the, the person asking the question because the base knowledge disconnect. And so we have to be able to identify valid versus useful. Or again, we're having a, a, the illusion of dialogue which is a huge component of uh, victimizing self. So we have to approach these things, uh, weight loss, health, finance, crypto. Do you want to know what electricity is or do you want to know how to turn the lights on? Those are two very different questions. I, if I go to a, a you know, scientist, say, what is electricity? They're going to give me all the details about it. I might just want to know how to turn the lights on. There's no right or wrong, but we need to understand, are we asking for validity or usefulness? Okay, those are two different things. And most of the time, what people want is, how do I get the outcome that I desire using crypto? That's a different conversation than what is cryptocurrency, what is blockchain? You can have both those conversations, but it's very important to understand which mode you are in. Otherwise, illusion of uh, communication 
And uh, I'll give you a really good example is a lot of people are vict- feel victimized without, without using that language about crypto because people keep telling them what crypto is and it seems very overwhelming. Nobody is telling them how to safely buy it. They just want to know how to safely buy it. But everybody keeps telling them all the technical details. So it feels overwhelming and now they feel helpless because they can't understand the super complicated thing. The reality is they probably don't understand electricity either. They still turn their lights on. And there's, there's a spectrum. And again, you can play wherever you want. Just be cognizant of where you're playing. Otherwise, this adaptive dilemma will keep raising its head and we will never get the outcome we expect no matter how much the technology or the tools improve. And so the homework for this session is reflect on your questions, the questions you're asking. Are you making your assumptions explicit? Your base knowledge, go back to Rocky Road. Are you assuming the assumptions of others? So when somebody says, how often should I exercise? And you say five days a week, are you assuming that you know what their goal is? Because it was never made explicit. Maybe they just want to exercise for catharsis. Okay. Uh, and are you victimizing yourself unknowingly by doing this, by feeling like, oh, there's no hope. We already had this conversation. They don't listen. Well, you may not have actually had the conversation. And again, live to learn, give to earn, drop your six word update, take as much time as you need to reflect on it, and then share your takeaways, your perspectives, and read the perspectives and takeaways of others. That is how we grow. That's how we get better. That is double loop learning. If you're not familiar with double loop learning, go back to Guardian Foundations and there's a uh, there's a module on double loop learnings, how to really learn this stuff effectively uh, and collectively. Thanks for listening to the Guardian Academy podcast. Hope it was helpful. If so, do us a favor, subscribe, leave us a review. Now remember, live to learn, give to earn. Reflect on and wrestle with any new ideas that you heard in this episode, and then turn around and share your experience with others. Remember, many of the audio files were pulled from video and turned into articles in our Knowledge Center, which you can access for free. There will be a link in the description. If you want to stay in the loop and hear more about what our members, our partners, and the community is doing, both in the real world and the Web3 world, check out our friends at Inside the Den podcast. Not only are they great dudes, they're highlighting and interviewing the movers and the shakers, and they helped us set up this podcast to be simple, helpful, and fun.